Hello everyone and welcome to the Disenfranchised Deep Dive. I'm Ed Pennell and in this episode, well, as the intro suggests, it's something a little different to the usual podcasts as we're going to deep dive into the background of Amrit Daliwal, the CEO of the fast-growing home care franchise, Wolfinch. Now, when I interviewed Amrit in a previous episode of the Disenfranchised podcast, we touched on how he went from franchisee to franchisor, and I really wanted to find out more about how and why he made that transition. I thought it'd be best to do this face-to-face, so we met up early this year, recorded this chat, and went for a nice walk and a coffee afterwards. And let me tell you, I found it fascinating to hear from someone with so much passion and desire to make a positive change to their industry, and I hope this really comes across in the interview as you listen in. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this deep dive with Amrit Daliwal, and I'll catch you on the other side. So Amrit, obviously we've spoken before and um, I think we kind of skimmed over some of the stuff in your background, but uh, I was really interested to find out that you've gone from being a franchisee into becoming the CEO of a franchise brand and that kind of transition you don't see very often. So talk me through, why, why did you do it? Let's, let's dive a little deeper this time. Deep dive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think there was a lot of things. I um, have always been interested in business and the mechanics behind businesses. Um, and I think being a franchise already allows you to kind of look at that and scratch the surface. Yeah. Um, I started as off as a as a franchisee, as you said, and 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 a lot of that was around not knowing uh, about the industry, um, and I'd come from restaurants into into home care, and so you think, well, crikey, there's a lot of compliance, a lot of red tape. Um, yeah. So being with a franchise really helped that because it means that somebody's sort of holding your hand and guiding the way, and so on. But what I found really early on was that. For the franchising industry in in the UK with home care, in my opinion, was broken, you know, and okay. it was um, something that worked twenty five years ago, um, where everyone had you know the sort of uh, the USB key sticks or the, oh, yeah. the paper files and so on, and um, and really what what it needed was a, a shake up and, and a move into the twenty first century, and so you know because you, you historically have always had in care people that were from care where all of a sudden in domiciliary care there was this shift uh, probably around the sort of time that I became a franchisee where you had people from various other industries coming in, you know, professionals and, and, and not and so on. Um, and what I felt you needed was a proper blueprint on, well, this is how you do it. This is how you go paperless. This is how you are able to enjoy time with your family and run a business as opposed to be a carer. Um, and and also, you know, at, at the time um, I was when I was a franchisee, I was married but without children, which meant you know we had a life. <laughs> you had time, you know. And we used to travel a lot and so on. And and it really got me thinking at the time, where we'd sort of do these extended trips, and you think, well, gosh, you know. I don't know what's going on in the background because we don't have the right systems. And so I, I spent a lot of time sort of forming that, creating the right systems and saying, well, okay, how do I operate my business from afar? And then it got me thinking, well, actually, that's how you scale a business um, uh, by by having the right infrastructure, having the right, right systems in play. Um, and then pretty early on from sort of taking on the franchise, I, I realized that that was my calling. You know, it, it was to fix care 
for carers yeah. and, and sort of that retention of carers and, you know, carers had been uh, just a, a number, I, I felt, you know, um, and it was sort of one in, two out, whatever, and it was just, you know, there was just all this constant focus on recruitment within the industry. And so in my business then, I, I really focused on the individual. I got, you know, it was about each individual carer, their plight, get to know them, their families, and so on. Um, and yeah, we had a, a decent number of carers, but and it's very labor intensive. But I think actually, where else do you want to invest your time? So, you know, for me, it was changing the sector by making that sort of positive impact um, with my own location, which is with carers, which means that you have better quality retention, which means that you have better quality care that is being provided. Um, and then on the other side of it, it was to tr sort the business problem out, to say, well, you know, if Joe Bloggs from, uh, wants to come along and, and become a franchisee um, and start a care business, well, they can. They don't have to have worked in care for the last 10 years to understand it. Um, and, and, you know, within that is, yes, we've got this, like, really wonderful model that takes you from zero to a million, two million pounds in revenue, but also we've got all the right people along the way. And I've been, um, in, in, throughout my entire career, I've always thought, you know, get the right people in before you need them um, and get the best people that you can possibly get. So I think, you know, we've been able to attract some really wonderful talent. Um, yeah, and Julie and Richard are, Ju are Julie and Richard, aren't they, you know, and they're, they're yeah. closely supporting the franchisees for Wolfinch now, aren't they? Absolutely. So we've got Julie and Richard from the, the operational side and we've got Amanda and Kerry from the compliance side who are your sort of key players. Um, and so you've got this wealth of knowledge when you come in as a franchisee. And so you're sort of almost over-supported in a way, yeah. um, which I think actually the, the support aspect is, is probably one of our USPs. But for me, I felt like fixing those two issues, the business coaching and, and, and sort of creating a sustainable business for any entrepreneur uh, or even someone that doesn't really reckon themselves as an entrepreneur. And on the flip side of it, making positive local impact through the change in how we behave with staff and carers and increasing care retention rates and therefore improving care within the sector. But doing all of that with automation and systemization, all that kind of stuff, and you can really scale that, which for me, I just thought at the time, no one was talking about it and thinking about it, it was rows of filing cabinets. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so I just for years just was there just thinking right you know this there needs to be a better way you know so i'm gonna i want to come on to that again in a second but i want to know why why amrit why is amrit doing this and not like the next yeah. person over yeah. i mean for me i i i suppose there was no other way <laughs> it was just you know it's uh there's um i, I read this Cause, book because obviously uh, so i was just going to say obviously you were you were do you were supporting people locally and, yeah. and having a positive impact that way right but yeah why take it to the to a grander scale and and, and why not leave it to someone else yeah, it seemed like a lot of fun at the time you know, <laughs> i'm gonna say um and when i decided to to sell my then business um you know i had this remember this look of shock on my wife's face saying oh are you sure about that you know and um but but she knew you know that it's the things that you don't do that you regret um, and we, we remember sort of having that sort of that conversation. But I, I really feel as though 
I just it, it had to it just had to be me you know I had to it chose me um and and in order to make real impact uh nationally and hopefully one day globally franchising is the way to franchising is extremely powerful yeah. um and the impact that I could make with one unit was wonderful but the impact that we could make with 200 units uh, you know is 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 that much better you know for the communities that we that we that we that we touch basically yeah, so sure. i thought i thought that was really quite important for me and also i think that you know my franchising journey has started at a really interesting time so there's a, a huge move within the industry in the uk i mean it's always been very established in the states and canada and australia and so on whereas in the uk i think you know franchising hasn't necessarily had uh, a, a great reputation which i think you know it's people true. like yeah Pip Wilkins, with all the changes happening at the BFA right now, are really helping support that change. You know, there is community that is being created. Um, and and also, I think franchisors have got smart. You know, we're saying a lot of no's, actually. I, I, within the industry, it's not just, oh, you know, I have a pulse and a checkbook. Um, it's now saying, well, are you right for the brand? Do the values fit both ways? And you know, is this going to be a, a, a sort of long-term journey or not? And I think it's because that makes it successful, right? If everybody's on board and, and rowing in the same direction, Absolutely. it makes it so much more successful. Yeah. So I've spoken to lots of franchise brands. I work within the industry. And what a lot of them want is people with specific backgrounds. They yeah. want them to have come from a director-level background because they're a consulting franchise. Yeah. Or they want them to, you know, perhaps have had something within the childcare industry because they're a kids' activity brand. You, you on the last podcast that we did, the last conversation we had, you said to me that literally you want it to be so that anybody can come yeah. in follow the systems and processes yep. that you've laid out in Wolfinch and um, are, are, can run a business that's successful. Yep. Is that realistic? I mean, <laughs> I think I, so. I wonder, can I run it? You know, yeah. it, it, does it, would it work for me? I mean, look, I'll, I'll, if this is a pitch and I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, the yeah. uh, is, is this why I've been called it? So, um, no, I think, you know, I think it's super realistic. Um, you know, if I look at the type of franchisees that we've got, we've got people from various different backgrounds. Um, now, in a way, actually, it's quite useful when someone's not from a care background because you can you can sort of teach them the Wolfinch way from the beginning rather than unlearning some of the things that, sure. that they've been doing. Um, and, you know, I remember years ago, uh, and this is on a sort of micro level, um, when I was running a, a, a one unit in Oxfordshire, I, I hired uh, these really lovely carers and they'd come from another company that did lots of 15-minute calls. We never did any of them. And they would just blast through all the visits. And I, I sort of sat them down and said, listen, you know, th th it's an hour's visit. You're booked in for an hour. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but get it done in 10 minutes and move on to the next one. And I was like, but the whole point of it is, uh, you know, the task might be 10 minutes, but the time that you spend with you know, Mrs. Jones or whoever it is, um, is invaluable. You know, that one hour 
she might not see anyone else for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, and it's that kind of re-education. And, and, and interestingly, it took me more time to work with that particular carer to reframe the thinking than it would have from someone that had no care background. And I think, you know, us doing the yeah, same thing, you know, with business owners, actually, and saying, well, okay, you know, I've come from a retail background, moving into care, you know, it's how do I run a, a business off my mobile phone? Um, well, great, I do it by following the system. And I think, you know, there's, uh, I was I was recently on a um, webinar with uh, uh, the writer of the E-Myth, uh, Michael Gerber, um, and he was sort of talking about, you know, following the system, and that is it, you know, McDonald's are McDonald's because everyone follows the system yeah. to a T. And, and that, if you can do that, and my job is really constantly looking at the system saying, oh, you know, okay, well, that bit could be better. Let's go off and fix that. Let's go off and make that, you know, B into an A star, you know, and so on. And constantly looking at, you know, how we improve it, how we take it to the next level. And making it so that you can consume the data however you want to consume it, however you want to consume data. So as a franchisee, whether it's video content, whether it's reading prose, whether it's presentations, whether it's workshops, you know, we've got it all there to say, well, okay, you know, we'll get the messaging across you however you want, you know, um, as well. And it's just, it's it's that. That's good. That works for me. I prefer video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I, I can't yeah, read yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. too much text. It's, <laughs> it's too heavy. But yeah, it's, it's great that you're kind of offering it to people in different ways because everyone has a different learning style and things like that. But the thing that I found interesting, what you were saying there, was that um, you're improving the processes so that they don't have to. Yep. Now, being a business owner myself, I'm forever looking at how can I improve my business? And I'm doing that rather than delivering on yep. the service that I'm providing to clients. And you know, it's it's a it's a constant battle over my time as to where do I go. Yeah, that's something I've really realised or, or or value now about the franchising system is that franchisors like yourself um, can move things forwards for you for yep. for the franchisees. So what I want to find out from you now, then Amrit, is what are the future kind of plans for for Wolfinch? Where are you looking to to head, and you know, how are you going to kind of work out how to get there yourself? Yep. Great question. Um, you know, I'm a big uh, fan of uh, traction and the EOS model, um, Gina Wickman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I've, I've often sort of worked backwards from there. Um, and you have that 10-year goal, um, which is that big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you, you break it down into what, where, do we, where are we in three years' time and what are we doing in a year from now? Um, and so one of the things that the team and I are working on at the moment, and you sort of lock yourself in a room for a few hours and say, right, okay, well, wh how, where do we want to be in three years' time or 10 years' time? Um, who do we need to get there? You know, and what's the wish list? Working all the way down to, well, what do we need to do today in order to get there in 10 years' time? And I think, you know, for us, the the the, the big goal is really – uh, 200 locations uh, around the UK, uh, turning over 200 million pounds in revenue, um, and really creating massive positive impact to carers, and therefore also to our service users. Um, and I think 
breaking that down further is is looking at the compliance piece and saying, well, how do we get a majority of our locations to outstanding rating with the CQC? Um, and, and actually, we're very interested in looking at the international market as well. Um, and, and just, you know, just carrying on that kind of growth journey. Um, and the key for me is really surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, so I've I've really worked hard on on making sure we've got excellent people that are team players that you know live the values um, of Wolfinch and and are able to you know go off and do things even better than I can. Um, and I think you know I'm blessed with having such a wonderful team. And it's about saying, well, who is the next person and the next person and so on, and growing that accordingly to have the right people to get us there as well, you know. So I think I think that's it. And and working with our franchisees to A, constantly develop ourselves and constantly help them develop because I think investing in yourself is is actually investing in your business. Um, so, so really sort of getting that journey and we, we're doing uh, a lot of face-to-face workshops with our franchisees and so on. And, you know, we recently had something with uh, Barkley Harris from Sandler Training, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, Very yeah, well-known yeah, trainer, yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy. I mean, even I was sort of sitting there and my mind was blown. And, you know, and we, we the franchisees that, that came along really enjoyed the day and went back and, you know, implemented even if you implement one thing but for me it's doing all of that really regularly so and that will then help us get to where we want to get to you know and and just keep attracting the right type of people cool so what what do you do in your personal life in terms of personal development then because obviously that's kind of wolfinch related but are you developing yourself as well do you you have time for that (laughs) i think i think you know you have to make time for that you know i'm a big believer in life that uh we've got ample time for anything that we want time for you know um i i pretty much make it home for bath time every day uh because i've got time for it right uh and it's important to me so i make it work um so so you know i've, I've got uh, two young children uh, so spending a lot of time with them is how old really, are they uh one and three um so so really in the thick of it there, but, <laughs> but but it's great fun um and and that's you know really a, a, a joyous part of my day um i think in terms of the the learning aspect I've I've always thought actually both time and financial investment within that you know I think you know uh, uh, investing 10% of your earnings into uh, uh, learning and developing yourself is is great whether that's through coaching and mentoring so I've, I've almost all always I say always but probably at least for the last 10 years had some sort of coach uh, along right. the way um yeah at the moment uh, you know my franchising journey has been uh, as you know with uh, Simon Mills um uh, which has been really really great um you know historically uh, there's been various organizations MD to MD with you know Bob Bradley and so you know lots of different people that have have helped along the way um and I think it's constantly looking at that and saying, well, you know, who do we who do we work with, and 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 that sort of one to one mentoring, coaching. There is the the reading and the audiobooks and all of that, the podcasts, and I think you can really learn loads through that. Yeah. Um, and and then all of the there's some wonderful events. You know, I'm out um, to the IFA, the International Franchise Associations, yeah. annual convention um, uh, happening 
uh, now. <laughs> um, a, a lot of great minds over there uh, every year. I mean, every year from the franchise industry. It's mind-blowing. You know, I was out um, uh, at their event for the emerging franchise also, people that are sub-100 locations in um, Nashville in November. And, you know, the what I learned in those few days was just immense you know to to then take four days out of my my business um fly across the states you know it's time investment it's financial investment but you just you learn a lot and then you will meet people there that are a little bit ahead in in their business journey and are happy to kind of have a conversation and coach and tips and tricks and you're constantly learning um, so for me, it's about consuming it from every which direction and actually going in with uh, your ego at the door and saying, well, I know nothing, you know, yeah. uh, always. And please teach me, you know, because you might learn something from the, the the cleaner, you know, and, and you just go in with an open mind. Everyone's going to know something that you don't, you know, and just yeah. soak it all up. And, and the great thing about being part of that franchising community is that actually everybody's willing to share and support yeah. each other because they know what you're going through they, yeah. they they've seen yeah. <laughs> they've seen the struggles themselves and yeah. know what what it's like um to perhaps not have that support there so they're always willing to share and and, and help which i think is awesome and and it sounds like you're surrounding yourself with the right people but i want to find out how are you finding those right people because as an ex-recruiter that's what i used to do it's difficult to find the yeah. right people all the time so how are you kind of framing that how are you going right i think this is the right person for Wolfinch and its franchisees and it's the 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 people that are ultimately going to benefit from having better people around. Yeah. I think um, having been a franchisee myself, it really helps because I, uh, I've seen the journey, you know, from yep. zero to to you know doing the revenue and so on, and saying, well, okay, well, when your business is established, what do you need? When your business isn't established, what do you need? So I think you know having been in uh, uh, my franchisee's shoes, uh, that really helps. So so you kind of get the vibe of it. Um, the other piece around that is actually, for me, it's looking at various different pieces one you know the people that we've got on are they experienced are they excellent you know and and i think that's universally excellent um uh, and are they uh, supportive as as people you know so yeah. do they like people um do they like speaking to people and you know so they've got that kind of um that that right kind of personality yeah, it's important definitely absolutely yeah. because actually it's quite um emotionally uh, it's quite draining as well or it can be if if you're not the right personality type you know um you're constantly giving and so that's quite something and you need to find the right people for that the other part of it which is super important is do they live the values um and you know or, or can they live the values and do they really kind of buy in and believe that um i think that's very very important to me um because Actually, if we're all tied, you know, both the, the support team and the franchisees, if we're all tied with one communal set of values, well, we can go off and, and, and we can create something together. Um, and I think, you know, really thinking about 
so the sort of people that we've got now are people that have come from you know much bigger organizations um and they've they've had a journey already um you know from care from elsewhere as well um and but i think that whole part of it is really useful because actually you you've then got somebody here that says well okay Amrit, you know this is great here but we need to start thinking at 100 locations we need to be thinking about this over here um so maybe we should be implementing that today and so we're ready uh for that and so on and so you've got forward thinkers um and people that are willing to look ahead and think about that 10-year goal yeah i think it's important to have a kind of a bit of a mixture isn't it so yeah. people from the care industry and sometimes a few people from the outside yeah. those minds coming together can really have a, a positive impact like you say people that have already experienced it yeah. and people that are coming in with new fresh ideas um but the, I've always found I'm gonna I'm gonna push you a little bit more here because I've always found it's the personality sometimes the culture fit yeah. that's difficult. So how how are you kind of assessing that? So we do various things. We do you know your personality tests and so on. Um, you know I've I've always been a very big believer in my gut yeah, <laughs> as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so yes, you know we do all of the kind of the initial bit and the you know the the, the interview questions and so on. But you, you know you, you really know within the first fifteen seconds of meeting someone whether they're right or not. You know from a personality fit point of view. After that, it's all about well, okay, you can ask all of the poignant questions, um, but if they're not, if they don't fit. Uh, and and the chemistry isn't there. I mean, for me, chemistry is just so important. Um, and and I always try to ask all the, the the same things and score everyone. You know, with you know, because you've got your criteria there to sort of assess whether um, it's someone from the support team or whether it's a carer um, and and everything in between. But you've got criteria that people need to meet. But you get a gut. You get a gut feeling, um, and and you want to ask all the same stuff so everyone's got the same opportunity. But sometimes there's just chemistry there, and I look at these people that we've got around us right now, and there's all of the right chemistry. They are all sort of you know mature business people, you know, and I, I mean mature in terms of the experience uh, of of uh, industry, commerce, uh, care, you know, and they they and franchising because actually franchising within itself. I was saying this to a friend of mine recently. It's just an industry on its own. It's an industry genre. You know, as a yeah. franchisor, you know, you come up with the same issues. I, I will deal with the same issues as someone that has a restaurant franchise, for example, you know, because actually the franchising aspect of it is is standalone. And so people that understand that and the unit economics are what they are, but as a franchising business, you know, we are um, there to support the franchisees. And I've always been a, a big believer in being sort of a servant leader. Um, and so it's really saying, well, okay, it's not just my opinion, you know, and if I've got these excellent people, um, well, understand that, you know, and, and understand what that means. And what that means is they might say something that I think, well, actually, that's a bloody good idea, you know, <laughs> and be okay with that. You know, that's brilliant. You want people that are better than you because then the business becomes a, a, a living thing on its own. You know, it, it succeeds you, which is wonderful, you know. Yeah, um, I think, like you said before, you can't know everything, right? No. And there's people out there that know more than you in certain specific areas. Yeah areas of it so yeah yeah it's a um it's like a i think they call it a growth mindset don't they you absolutely know, for, yeah. for leaders rather than controlling everything and making yeah. sure people do it how you want them to yeah you know 
allowing them to come to you with solutions yeah. and then embracing them and, and make well, as long as they're right for the business. But um, and that's it. And you know, you you learn very quickly whether someone's right for the business or not. And I think you know that that higher, slow, fire fast kind of attitude, which. You know, I was um, rereading Good to Great recently, and the whole piece is 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 really around getting the right people around you, and um, and talking about well, okay, you know, rigorous and ruthless. You know, is it ruthless to let someone go when you know they're not right, or is it rigorous? And is it rather ruthless to let them carry on for three years, um, and and sort of let that whole sort of thing unfold slowly? And so, so I think you know. Yeah. Um, and, and you know that whether it's a carer, whether it's, you know, a manager, whether it's someone from the support team, you know, you, you sort of know that, don't you? And and it's being honest with yourself. As a leader, I think, you know, you have to hold that mirror up regularly, um, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> as tough yeah. as it can be. So, <laughs> yeah, well, with, with the ambitions you've got, you know, you've got to you've got to look at yourself, haven't you? Yeah, and, in, yeah. and your role is going to change as the numbers increase. So Absolutely. Uh, and, and you've got to be okay with it. You know, and, and for me, I just think, well, it's it's fun uh, and it's got to stay fun and that's you know paramount and that's one of our values um but actually does it work you know um yeah. and you've got to get the right people and that's it awesome can i be part of the wolfrinch family absolutely. do i pass the test absolutely you pass the mum test <laughs> one day you know? yeah. uh, <laughs> one day once i've got the finances in place hey, but yeah oh no, yeah well I'll, I'll give you a call <laughs> awesome awesome a huge thank you to Amrit Daliwal for sharing his story with us and for giving us a deep dive into how and why he became the CEO of Wolfinch. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear a deep dive conversation with any of my other previous guests, you can let me know by emailing me on info at thefranchised.com or email me, Ed Purnell, that's my name by the way, on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and I hope to catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.